right, who's doing the intro? I really liked your intro. I thought it was really strong. You do we need to switch, switch off, off though? We don't have but to. We don't want to do anything like fun, you know. So I'll start saying it, and then he'll start saying it, and then we'll act like we know what each other's gonna say. Like, welcome to the anime night podcast. I'm Maddie. <laughs> 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 All right, I'll give it a shot. No, go. welcome to the anime night podcast where we talk about. Anime. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> that was perfect. That was Do we need more than that? We're good. It's literally like saying, "Like, welcome to the sports podcast. <laughs> We're going to talk about sports." And so they did. Okay, so this is the Anime Night Podcast. As usual, I am Maddie, and I'm joined by Cam and Jake. If you don't have your own anime friends to hang out with tonight, we will be your friends for the evening. Tonight, we're going to take a departure into shoujo territory, talking about Toradora. I'm excited. I love love shows. I love love, so this is like right up my alley. You feeling good about it, Jake? I feel great. <laughs> I love this anime. Let's dive right in. I suggested in. this anime to both of you. You did. You were the influencer in this case. And I was really reluctant to try it. Like you were reluctant to try My Hero. And here I am fresh off the show and super about to watch it again. Okay. If you're so fresh off the show, why don't you have a little synopsis? What yeah, are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, totally. So without looking at my notes, because <laughs> who needs those anyway? Um, the story follows a guy named Ryuji. He lives with his mom and he's going to high school. Uh, when all of a sudden he finds this girl, Taiga, which is the coolest name ever, and she's trying to give a love note to another character, but she accidentally slips the love note into Ryuji's bag. So later on, there's a confrontation. That's how they meet, but they both like someone else. So they're going to help each other or help the people that they love fall in love with them while spending a ton of time together. So guess what happens next? No spoilers. No spoilers. So but you can guess what happens. Basically, next. they become each other's wingman. Yeah, and that's the great plot way to of the show. It. Perfect. Way better than what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Mom was way too textbook. So I want to talk about how Cam has never really watched shoujo before. Like I know he just said that you influenced him, but I want to get his perspective as this being the first shoujo you've ever watched. And a shoujo is what exactly? It's like so. If shonen is for young young boys, young men, shoujo is for young women. Mm. So typically, though there are action shoujo like Sailor Moon, it's for young women, but it is more action based. It's like a magic girl kind of an anime. A lot of shoujo is like romance based. Totally, cool. So Cam, this is your first shoujo. Does Sword Art Online count as a shoujo? <laughs> Because it's definitely got shoujo elements to it. It's got romance, but so does any shonen. I mean, there's always some kind of romance. Okay, well, Sword Art Online really dove deep into the romance. So I knew I loved romance anime, but I haven't watched a fully committed romance anime. Like a slice of life. Like with this yeah, category, totally slice, like of slice of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's, yeah. I think the first episode of this show, I thought, why am I watching this thing? This girl <laughs> is a psychopath. She broke into this man's house. 
why is she doing this? But I think as you continue to fall in love with these characters, you really like get really attached to each of their different personalities and you really care about what's what all of them are going to do after the show is over. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, what's going to happen next? And there's only one season Um, for people that haven't seen it. Do you want to tell people why they should watch it? Maddie, why should people that haven't seen the show watch Toradora? You know, I think that it becomes a very common trope in anime that there's some weird defining factor for the show, which makes sense that there's so many anime coming out every single year, so many manga being written every single year. You need some kind of quirk, something to get people interested that Mm -hmm. isn't just, oh, I like the art style or, oh, the writing was really done well, right? Because yeah. um, after a certain point, people are going to be like, okay, I've already seen this done a million times before. I don't need to watch it. Um, but this doesn't have all that. So you would think that it'd dumb. be boring. Yeah, you think it'd be dumb. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> Great That's how Jake and I feel too. So... I know what I wanted to say, but I went off on a tangent. I forgot. I think that it either meets you where you're at or shows you where you've been. Damn, that was so deep. That was so good. Wow. So like for me, it's just like really reminiscent of relationships or people in your life or how you felt in high school. Mm -hmm. Just like all this drama that was for real back then. But now your soul is like dead and you don't feel any of that anymore. Great point, Jake. Uh, yeah, we're all dead inside. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I get that makes a lot of sense. That would just—it's just like a you feel Sorry, in I your gut. Peek the microphone on that one because that was fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Just take it's the first emotional. sentence you said, and that's it. Because <laughs> everything else just went down. No, it was good. It was good. I think that this show does a really good job of exploring the really hardships of kind of like confronting your feelings. And I think that's a really tough spot for anyone at any age, at any stage of life to do. And watching these high school students like come to do that's really cool. Wow. I hadn't even thought about that. That is true though. It's like a, that's what it's all about. It's about people that are like emotionally constipated. Wow. Way to make that seem a lot more, a lot less. (laughs) Emotional. emotional no, we constipated. <laughs> I'm like, I feel this way too. Every line you've done, know was both just like, so wingman, so emotionally constipated. Gosh, all douchebags. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I think that's why I like it too. It's funny. I've seen enough, enough shoujo to know that a lot of the times it's either really goofy, really out there, or it's like super emotional, like makes you want to cry. Mm-hmm. So. I think there was just something really special about this one, how, I don't know, I just kept wanting to watch more and more and more, but it left like a warm little fuzzy feeling in my heart. Yeah. That is like what you're all about is the pacing. The pacing is perfect. Yeah, that pacing was great. I think before we get too deep into the story stuff, every little like what felt like a side quest or like they're going <laughs> to this place or they're they're out to eat here or they're going on a snow trip, I think really felt like it was supposed to be in the show. Nothing felt out of place, you know? So I didn't feel like, uh how much, how much longer in this episode? I never felt that way once, which is a really cool thing because I felt that way even about my hero before. And would you believe this show's from 2008? I know. That's actually really shocking because I've seen shows from like 2006 that feel like they were from another, another lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they're still like cut to be for square TVs. I thought this yeah. would be like 20, 
18. Yeah, this feels really recent. Mm. You know, timeless story. Timeless right. anime. Timeless story of a rich girl living across the street from a poor boy jumping through his window to beat him up. It's and a tale all this time. Yeah. <laughs> and eat his food. Man, poor guy. I like she broke into his house and yeah. attacked him with a wooden girl sword. Girl is psycho, but I love her so much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think my favorite part is that she never dropped that act for the entire show. Like she never at any point was like, oh, I should probably be nicer to this guy. It was always just like, you're a dog. But there's something so endearing about like cutting through someone's barriers like that, you know, especially when they have such a hard exterior. Mm -hmm. So that's why you like her more because you want yeah. a breakthrough. Yeah, it sounds you like you know a, it's there. Yeah, deep down. <laughs> abusive relationships 101. That we're talking about. <laughs> it's true, dude. <laughs> it actually reminds me of like my one big relationship that both of you know about. Yeah, just, just like that. Just wow. like addictive in a horrible way. Which is why I wanted Minari to end up with him the whole time. Because he's healthy. Oh, wow. What a breakthrough moment. You're right. Mm -hmm. I felt the same way. I felt the same way. So anyway, <laughs> Ryuji, here are the characters in the show. Ryuji is in love with Minari. Mm -hmm. Taiga is in love with Kitamaru. And Ami is just there. But she's kind of in love with Ryuji. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. No? Maybe? I feel like we can delve into Ami as a character in the show a lot. Like okay. what her purpose is there and what she does to each of the characters. Mm -hmm. She's kind of like this outside force. Yeah, when exactly. When they, they all have their thing going on, she's kind of just like Ooh, shifting things. She's like the things. mastermind. Yeah, sure. She is. Because she pushes Ryuji a lot to like realize that he likes Taiga. Mm -hmm. Favorite characters, go and why. Okay, I think... I think obviously they're trying to get everybody to like Tyga the most. I feel like she's got the most main character energy of anybody in the show, but I like truly, truly, truly love Minori. She is so funny. Every moment that she has in the show is like very specific for a purpose and she mm -hmm. just shines through. She's hilarious. She is the only one that has those like very anime, over-exaggerated, emotional. She's like, waifu, dude affected <laughs> yells and stuff. She's hilarious. What about you, Jake? I would say complexity-wise, Ami. Okay. But like deep down, probably Minari as well. Yeah. You like She's just, I love her heart because she loves her best friend so much because she knows they should be together. It's not that she knows her best friend likes him and she just like wants to give that to her instead. She, she knows they should be together and... At the very end, spoiler, and then the beginning of the podcast, but at the very end, when Taiga and Ryuji go out together, you know, they leave running away together. She, like, breaks down crying and obviously yeah. Ami's there. That was a really cool moment. You see the true heart of who she is in that mm -hmm. moment. It's great. What that was a, was a great moment, for sure. What about um, you? I honestly think Taiga is probably my favorite, mainly because, like, she's not the typical, like, helpless heroine. You know, she's like totally her own person, a different kind of character that you don't normally see in anime. You she know? is helpless. She can't do anything for herself. Ryuji does everything for her. I think, yeah, but she's, she's helpless in like... She's helpless in... But she knows what she wants. Like she's, besides yeah. not knowing she wants Ryuji, you know? Because like she knows she wants food. She's just gonna, she knows where but to get. But she also Ryuji. lives on her own by herself. Like 
Her helplessness with Ryuji is a controlling helplessness. Like, yeah. You will give me what I need. There are some like psychopath tendencies with her, which is really refreshing for a really cool. <laughs> it's so refreshing to have a psychopath. It's, it's an endearing <laughs> yeah, psychopath. Yeah, it's, it's an endearing psychopath. It's weird. Psychopath is definitely an aggressive word to use. Like unstableness of emotions. It her. is so <laughs> funny to hear y'all's perspective of Tyga because a woman's perspective of Tyga, her parents pay for her apartment. So her parents have paid for all of her furniture. They're the ones who moved her in there. She, before Ryuji, Ryuji signs up, shows up, signs she, up. <laughs> before Ryuji shows up, she never cleaned. <laughs> she couldn't cook for herself. But she so, learned all these things no, really she quickly. Didn't. Really quickly, she learned all these things. She really did. Mm, and here's what I'm saying. Did. She's very emotionally constipated, <laughs> and she deflects from that mm -hmm. by being super angry all the time. Sure. So she just pushes people away. So she's not really adept at anything. She's not really good at anything. Okay, so if she was 21 years old, I'd be like, okay, get your shit together. Are you but saying- But she's like 14. <laughs> yeah, super young. Well, yeah, no, it's just, like, interesting to see, like, y'all's perspective that you're all like, wow, she's a strong woman. And, like, from a woman's perspective, this is, like, a very broken girl who's very clearly trying to compensate by... I hear that. ...by puffing herself up and pushing people away. And so that's all I see when I look at her. I'm like, this is a very broken, small girl. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like her evolution, though, because... And I hated it when it happens, like, but she has like a breakthrough moment where she realizes like, hey, like I'm a child and I have been acting like a child and maybe I should grow up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like a very strong moment, but it's interesting to see y'all's perspective from your eyes. How Do you, you see think her. we like her or I like her as much because I subconsciously am thinking she's helpless? Yes, <laughs> I think so. I think there is, there's something about the, I can help you or like, totally. Like you need me sort of thing. Yeah, That's exactly. the female version of I can fix him. Yeah. That's how women think I can fix him. That's I can. True. That's a good point. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This, this is, is Maddie's breakthrough moment. This is. This is wild. <laughs> no, but I think, I guess when I'm thinking of like Taiga, when she's calls Ryuji a mutt or mm -hmm. calls Ami Dumchi, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> Every time I cracked up. I love um, that voice. I know. You're good. I love Japanese like. Burns, you know, like yeah, dumb run, like <laughs> dumb run. <laughs> you know, it's just a yeah. dumb like burn. It's there's no thought in it. Yeah. Anyways, what, um, what were you saying? No, I just like I love like even as she grew up, she never stopped calling Ryuji like her mutt mm -hmm. or Ami Dumchi. You know, like those names stuck because it was still kind of who she was. You know, kind of the because she's deflecting, but she's realizing who she is in the sense of like okay, I need to have my family around or I actually love Ryuji, but she's still calling him all these names, which is what I think is really cool about her character. You know, it's a really, I'm going to put myself out there character, even though she kind of doesn't put herself out there. People just notice her and she is out there. Yeah, she's totally out there. Yeah. And her name is Taiga. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is so cool. Favorite character, Taiga. With my second being Minari, like you guys. I thought... I thought Yasuko was your favorite. Yasuko, Yasuko is also my favorite. I did say that before we started recording. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I did totally say that. Yes, I love Yasuko. Yasuko is Ryuji's mom. 
she kind of works as a bartender at night. She had Ryuji when she was really young. Is she a bartender? Do they ever like explicitly I, say gonna, what she does yeah, for a living? She, she's like a stripper. Yeah, <laughs> kind of stripper. I'm she's, got a, bartender. she's got a different name where you know, she works. Totally. I'm going to go with bartender just for the sake of uh, I love her so much. And I just don't want her to be a stripper. Um, she cares in the most like subtle, confident way. Her little moments in the show are so kind of few and far between until like really the end. But every moment she's on screen, you're like locked into what she's saying. And half the time it's not even something deep. It's really something, what are we having for dinner? Kind of thing. That was my Japanese. Just now. <laughs> it's so like she's someone who acts very, it's almost the exact opposite of Taiga. She's someone exact who opposite. purposefully acts ditzy in order to make people like her and in order to keep people close around her. Mm -hmm. That's how we see her transformation is her drop that to be like, okay, clearly that's not working anymore. I have to be a mom, which is, wow, I'm just like realizing so much about the show as I'm talking about it. That's her letting down her guard and being like, okay, the ditzy me is obviously becoming a detriment to my son. I've got to change this. And it's incredible to see all that growth from all these different characters all within 26 episodes. Totally. It is true. She, yeah. She is like a subtle character that you just kind of realize at the end. Yeah. Because the whole time I was like, wow, she's, what if my mom was like this? You know, like. <laughs> what if my mom was that she, hot? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you were thinking it. Mom, <laughs> if you're listening, you're beautiful. <laughs> Love you, mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, like, what if you. <laughs> Mind out of the gutter, dude. <laughs> yeah. What if your mom slept till like 11 a.m. and whined about you not making her breakfast and like, you know, was a stripper in, <laughs> in some worlds? I don't know what she is. <laughs> but I think she's at the, the end, a- like that argument she has with Ryuji when he's running off and mm-hmm. she starts crying, you're just like, you feel the deepness of her situation. Totally. And then at the end, they, they make it clear that she had Ryuji like really young. Mm-hmm. And that she raised him well at the end. It's like, yeah, that's almost like the biggest growth in the whole show. I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of the growth came from Ryuji, though, like affirming how great of a mom she was. Like the very end. Why are we talking about the end already? <laughs> that's all me. Um, affirming her as a mom, which she totally needed. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really special moment. That was. What do you love about Minari? She is so funny. I think that she's the funniest character. All of her moments. And you know what? That could be because she's doing like the the mom kind of a ditzy deflection technique because mm-hmm. obviously she's got some feelings that she's not talking about. Um, and she just makes up for that from being by being happy and bubbly and playing dumb and talking about maybe being a lesbian at one point. She said she liked girls. When did she, she say said, that? She said it at some point during the show. I think she was talking about her strong relationships with the other females in the show, like her strong relationships with her friends. And she just kind of says, she goes like, maybe I like girls. She says it's like to Ryuji or someone. She does say it to Ryuji because they have that ghost conversation at mm-hmm. the beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they're talking again after that race mm-hmm. when she's around like fighting, a bonfire. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she says that to him, like, maybe I like girls more than boys. Yeah. Totally. No, I remember that for sure. I love Minori, Minori, because I'm really into the Enneagram, and I think she's a case study on being an Enneagram 3. For those who don't know what the Enneagram is, it's basically a personality test. You can have numbers 1 through 9. She's a 3. She's the achiever. Mm. And I've gone back and forth with either either she's a 3 
or a seven, which is the enthusiast. Cause I think she kind of blurs the line between the two, but I love her like just drive to either a help her friends and be there for her friends or B having a million jobs, which she has so many jobs in the show because she's working to save money. C being the captain of the softball team, then being the captain of the softball team when it merges with the guys team. And then wanting to like play at a collegiate level and play across the world because she finds success in that, you know, that's where her affirmation comes from. And then throughout the show, there's other little moments, but she's the case study of an Enneagram three. And I love that. I love driven people like that. So that's why I just gravitated towards her. Can we talk about why she has that many jobs? Like, why can't she just work at one place because she's every day after school? (laughs) I don't think there's a reason. I think it's just because of who she is. Yeah. But she'd rather work at seven places one night a week than just work one place seven nights a week. I never understood that. I was like, why are you dividing up your paycheck by to seven different places? She's really following Ryuji around working at the places he wants to go. Well, I also that's think it could true. be like a well, high school. True. Taiga takes Ryuji places that he doesn't know that she works at. That's true. <laughs> that's why what I said <laughs> isn't true because that's true. <laughs> I think it could be like a high school thing. Like if you apply for a job in high school, they might be like, I need you two nights a week. I get that. I love Minari. Every time she's on screen, I'm falling in love. My only beef is the job thing. My only beef, this isn't beef. This is this is celebration. No one ended up with Minari, so I get to end up with Minari. <laughs> That's where we're, I'm going with this. I'm telling your fiance. Tell her. I will say Tyga is like more appealing to me as energy. I don't know. Like I'm more attracted to Tyga as a concept. <laughs> sounds like you're a masochist. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. <laughs> Can you tell what my circles in the air meant? Uh, I'm more attracted to her as a concept, but Meanery is like who I consciously know I should be with. I'm more healthier. Yeah, like she's just a good person. Tyga's like a freaking mess, you know? Like so Neither one of us has mentioned And, and manipulative, and it, it is very high school love, you know? Yeah. And then Ryuji and Tyga will probably fall apart when they get to college, you know, unpopular opinion, but real unpopular life. opinion. We're not going there. Their lives ended when the show ended. <laughs> so. they, they're dead. Yeah, they're gone. Like nothing else. So uh, which one had your heart? Ryuji or Kit- no, obviously not Kitamura? No, and I don't even know that I was in love with Ryuji as a person. I mean. Did Inko-chan have your heart? <laughs> Inko-chan. We didn't talk about the bird yet. Oh, my God. Inko-chan's my favorite of the whole show. Really? I love that freaking bird. It It's so dumb. It just chokes on its own tongue every every time it's on screen. I do love that bird. No, um. so I don't, you know, fall in love with cartoon characters, so I don't, you know. Wow, you're better than us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, all of anime is catered towards men, I feel like, you know. Not shoujos. Yeah, truthfully, that show was made... No, shoujos are catered towards men. Like, rent a girlfriend is a shoujo, right? Yeah. Like, fan service is a thing for men. You know, they don't know if they don't do that. That is one thing I loved about this show. Sorry to hold that thought. There was not a lot of fan service in this show. Oh, yeah, I know. Cause they're, which is yeah. incredibly refreshing for, like, an honest, romantic comedy anime. You know? I didn't need to see titties everywhere and, and butts everywhere. It was just honest people confronting their feelings. And trying to figure out how to express them. What more do you want? Exactly. You know, you preach. I'm preaching. I feel like Ami and the mom were 
slightly fan service. The mom slightly. was like the most yeah. fan service. But that's how, also yeah. how slightly you can tell it's from 2008 is because that wasn't much of a thing back then. If True. this was 2018, there would be a lot yeah. more, I feel like. I'm in, I'm in agreement. But it's also not 2018, it's 2021. You said... Yeah, at the like beginning of the podcast, he said he thought, oh, yeah, he yeah, thought yeah, yeah, it yeah, wouldn't yeah, have been. Between <laughs> I just gave Cameron a death stare. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I said that. <laughs> um, let's talk about Ami. We're kind of just going on these character deep dives right now. We are kind of going on a character deep I love dive. Ami. She's definitely probably... She's not my least favorite because Kitamura is probably my least favorite, but I like Ami a lot because like you said, Jake, she's definitely that outside force that's kind of influencing a lot of people's decisions in a way, but it's also not like an over influence. Like it's kind of subtle and she plants these seeds and you watch like every other character watch their seeds sprout a little bit and they kind of make make these decisions that she was kind of leaning towards initially. Yeah. And she's also that mature voice that you kind of need. It kind of lifts the show from being, wow, these are a bunch of dumb brats to, okay, I actually am these characters because I don't know how to confront my own feelings. I think Ami was the most like manipulative of of all those. She was the most in denial. She even to the end never really said what she was thinking. I'm surprised you weren't more into Ami. She's she's the (laughs) mess. No, Ami. Surprised you weren't into the manipulative one. No, Ami would be my favorite, but Minorine is like who I know should be my favorite. You I said, said Ami, ti- You right? said Taiga. No, did I say Taiga? You said Mandarin. Orange. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's the Mandalorian. Um, she's my favorite. <laughs> Are you trying to say Meanerine? <laughs> oh, so you like Ami. I'm yawning. I thought I, I thought I said Ami. Ooh. No, I said, yeah, I said Ami's the most complex. But let's let's not pretend that she's static the whole time because she grows as well. She does grow. Do you remember totally. the stalker incident? And I love that Tyga's the one that brings out that in her. Like she realizes she can be herself by watching Tyga. Yeah, that was I actually mm. love that. And that was like what, the last episode, maybe? Or the second to last episode? No, that was like mid season. No, she's she was like, talking. Well, Tyga's such a little shit. Maybe I can be that way too. Oh, I don't remember that she one. I'm talking, talking about the stalker incident. She sees Tyga go after the stalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she yeah, realizes yeah. that she doesn't have to be scared of being who there she was, is. There was a moment that she kind of like echoed that at like one of the last two episodes when she was talking with Ryuji in like the storage closet or whatever. But she, I wish I knew exactly what she said, but she basically echoed what you're saying right now. I admire Tyga because she never wavered in who she was, you know? She just kept being herself. Yeah. And that's something that Ami, I guess, wasn't doing. I felt like she was doing that. No, she, she, well, she that was her whole beginning was she, she was, was pretending. She was, was pretending, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. She's putting on a facade, which every character was. It's so funny now that we're actually talking about this. The entire show is about putting on a facade mm. and not saying what you actually feel. Mm. And then every mm. single character has a moment where they drop the facade. Preach. But you can see it like deep down from the very beginning, like this will end up this way, but it's not in a boring manner where yeah. you're like, okay, yeah. I know what happens. Totally. Like you want to see more. Which is so, okay. I think that's what's so great about this because we're talking about how it's like a slice of life anime. I've never been like, yes, I want to watch a realistic anime about real people's lives. And yet for some reason, I never wanted this show to end. I don't know if y'all feel, felt the same I kind of felt that way too. I totally felt that. But at the same time, I love shows that that know when to end. So, Mm -hmm. but I totally hear you. I feel like that is a mark of like a truly great show is that you're like, I wish there was more, but if there was more, it wouldn't be right. Yeah. No, it's a great way to put it. I think it's really important to know this is Taiga and Ryuji's story, you Mm -hmm. know, 
And that can be summed up in 25 episodes and summed up really well. But I'm with you. I want to explore all the characters way more. So, And they don't need some kind of insane power structure. They don't need some kind of gimmick. It's just two people going to the grocery store sometimes. How did you guys feel about the ski trip drama? I loved it. I thought it was a great breaking point. I feel like... They're like, I feel like everything came to a very serious head and then just like dissipated, like, like it was nothing all over again. Like that was like a really serious moment when like, okay, this is what it was to me. Like one, like serious confessions were made that were heard by all that they just didn't really address that. Like, okay, now everybody knows what's going on. And then. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> good points. Good points. And we do have to have our. How would, oh, sorry. <laughs> we do have to have our every episode Naruto shout out. Are did what? You, I'm not shouting out every that episode. Naruto oh, I've out. literally been holding back. I'm not even kidding. I've <laughs> literally been holding back. I've been rejoicing that no one said anything about it. So I, I just okay, thought that well. it would become like obnoxious if every episode I said I was about fan service. I was going to talk about Hinata during the filler episodes. They always show her big tatas. There was something else I was going to talk about. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> One thing. <laughs> blonde hair. I was going to compare it to my favorite blonde haired boy. All right, Jake, question for you. Waifu, Hinata or Minori? Do you want that question too? You know, you guys have to know that the number one like sign of a toxic man in the anime community is Hinata's his waifu. Because it just shows that you want some kind of docile, submissive woman who... Yeah, is see, I want to say Hinata, but I, <laughs> this is this is what's so but, great. Uh, this is what's so great about Minorine is because I want to say Hinata, but I know it should be Minorine. She is just like a good person. Minorine is everything. Not that Hinata's bad, but you know. Anyways, what was I going to say? I had a great point. Oh yeah, I had you a said great something point about Naruto. You, you wanted yeah, to talk Naruto, about Naruto. Shut up. Do you remember back to the show Torsora? <laughs> You're our back to the show, Toradora. We were talking about here just about 15 minutes ago. Do you remember when Ami stays with Taiga mm-hmm. and she makes her perform impressions? Mm-hmm. Apparently, I forget why. Why did she make her do that? Oh, Anyways, it's a form of torture, yeah. Ami does Susano and Amaterasu. Ama, I can't. Amaterasu. <laughs> Amaterasu. <laughs> Did y'all catch that? No, did no. you say that? Yeah, I didn't even either. know. I like, yeah. I like zoned out during that part. I'm really honest. Oh, well, those are two of the impressions that she does. That's sick. What? That's really cool. She just said those words. Well, remember Tyga said that she had her do like 150 impressions and then she threatened to release the video of those. Those were two of the impressions. I don't know what she does. I think she just says them and does a movement or something. That's actually really funny though. I love that. Cool little Easter egg. You kind of want to go back and find that part, don't you? I do want to, but I'm going to wait until Christmas since Jake has um, said that it's the best time to watch the show. Wasn't it a nice Christmas feeling, though, when they were doing the Christmas play? And stuff? It, so it truly, all about I, it. I think there was like a part in the show where I was like almost brought to tears and I want to say it was around the Christmas time. I really yeah. felt like really at home. Oh, was Christmas it when episode. her another great point in the show is Tyga's growth with dealing with a bad father? 
Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that's probably the, well, that's the moment I think of when I think of sad Christmas part of the show. Mm-hmm. It's when her dad does not show up and she stands sad on the stage and the whole crowd's looking at her. It was really sad. Yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed that part a lot too. I actually relate to Ryuji a lot in those moments. Cause he was the one kind of influence in the decision, like having talks with her father saying, Hey, you need to talk to this guy. He really wants to have you in his life. And uh, I've kind of been that character with my friends personally, where I'm like, dude, I think they really want to talk to you, but like, they know the person better than you do, mm-hmm. you know? And obviously the guy or her dad never ended up showing up for the play. So she was heartbroken and Ryuji felt like he let her down yeah. and I've completely related to that. So I definitely love that moment too, a lot. I think that's the first time you actually really see Minari's true emotion too. Yeah, too. She comes like, out other than and gets that, a little like, serious. Happy-go-lucky personality. Mm-hmm. She really comes to Taiga's defense. Yeah, because totally. she's done the same thing. She's been in Ryuji's shoes. She's already seen how this all pans out. Yeah. Minari is a babe. Yeah, she is the best. She's the best. Let's get us back into this with some trivia. Trivia. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, because this is my biggest beef about the other one. I don't want the intro into the trivia to be like. Okay, let's get back into this with some trivia. <laughs> and now it's Whoa. time for some trivia, trivia, trivia. Something right. like that. That was good. Everyone, why you bring us back into it? Well, why don't y'all do it? No, you do it, Jake, because you're the one asking the trivia. And hey, now trivia. it's time for. Wait, wait, no, don't talk over each other. Trivia. No, it's talked over. <laughs> Would you guys like some trivia? I'd love some trivia. No. It's- <laughs> All right, we're doing trivia now. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I wish we had like a button to press, Maddie. Like, you know, oh, like, yeah. And you know, you know, I have some hard trivia questions. First question mm-hmm. When Kitamura stays over at Ryuji's, Kitamaru. Kitamura. Kitamura. When he stays over at Kurama. Ryuji's and they find him crying in his sleep, Taiga and Ryuji go to the store like late at night. What constellation do they point out? Orion. Specifically, his Big belt? Dipper. Yes. Wait, which one are you saying yes to? They actually do point out the Big Dipper first, but then they harp on Orion's belt. Which is around the and waist And how of the Orion. stars seem so close, but yet they're really far apart. And they're referencing, they're alluding to Taiga and, yeah, um, Kitamura. So deep. Oh, wait, really? Hmm. Or they're alluding to Ryuji as well, how mm-hmm. they what are you up, interpreting so them alluding to? I think they're talking about Kitamura or Kitamura. Kurama. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're referring to Naruto. <laughs> um, yeah, anyways. This whole show is like a really subtle Naruto undertone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you won't get this one. What class letter are they in? Uh, C. Damn it. Really? You just been much as yesterday. Let's got go. That one. Okay, okay, okay. You will not get this one. I gotta throw the hard one in. What time does Taiga break into Ryuji's house in the first episode? Bruh, is that even a question? <laughs> like, this is like super it, extreme is fan. It 3 12 a.m. or something? No, it's not that late. You have Two numbers correct and not in the right order. Oh my god! It's one twenty six. No, two thirty. You have every one right except not in the right order. It's three o two. Wrong. Two o three. 
correct. Wow, we got what there together up? as a team. This is the real. Nah, I got that right by myself. Real, oh, ah! I don't need Maddie. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is a good one because it'll make you think about the scene. Mm-hmm. Which side does Tyga's boob pad fall out of? Uh, left. <laughs> it's like Mocked in, man. Cameron is the super fan. What a horrific question to be Cameron locked in on. This. What side does this teenage child's <laughs> boob pad fall out of? Oh, it Look, was her left boob. It was a really vulnerable her moment boob. for her. It was a very it was vulnerable, vulnerable moment. moment. I'm never doing a podcast with you guys again. I'm <laughs> talking about teenage girls way too much. For reference, Cameron binged the show in the past like two days. I do have, I do have a fresh brain of it. So Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What profession is Ami's mom? Bonus points if you know what her name is. Mm, that's a good one. Her mom. Her mom. Mm. They say it when Ami first is shown in the show. Mm. She's not a model or anything, right? She's, no, because she used to live in the same neighborhood as Kitamura or Kitamura. Kurama. Kurama. <laughs> Kurama. Nine Tails. <laughs> She used to live in Naruto's. <laughs> um, she was like, did she have anything to do with the government? No. Yeah, was okay, it a government thing? Up, that's all I knew. I don't know. She's an actress. What? Mm. That was a mm. ripoff. I hated it. What was her name? Anna. Barf. Anna Kawashima. Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good trivia question. <laughs> it was. It was. How many more we got? There's someone at home listening to the podcast going like over and over again, like an actress. It's an actress. <laughs> it's an actress. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all my trivia. Cool. That was beautiful, Jake. Thank you so much. That was really good. I have a trivia question. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you guys do some? Yeah. I'll, I'll have some prepared on the next, next episode to ask you guys. Um, what colors is the hairpin that Ryuji bought? For Minori. Minori. All the colors? It's only two colors. Was it like a pink and white one? Close. No. No. <laughs> no. It was like one no. of those colors is right. I thought it was bronze. Right? I was going to say like orange, but bronze too. Yeah, bronze and orange? Bronze and like bronze and white. White is right. Mm. Okay. Don't say that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we came to the answer together. Ooh. <laughs> the power of friendship. Barf. <laughs> Hey, this isn't an episode about Yu-Gi-Oh. You should be, though. <laughs> Tune us next the time for... Friendship. <laughs> Cannot wait for our Yu-Gi-Oh episode, guys. Oh, my god! Because we're totally doing one. <laughs> we tried to watch one episode of Yu-Gi-Oh, and I don't think we even made it through the end. Oh, I watched the whole thing again. It was awesome. What? It was so dumb, but it was awesome. How long is it? I imagine yeah, it's, it's like 600 like, episodes. The whole Yu-Gi-Oh show is probably like 600 episodes. Okay, I watched what I remember watching when I was You watched like up to the end of Pegasus. Yes. Which is like what everyone cares about. Right. Cameron's like, but trust me, it keeps going (laughs) long after everyone stops caring about it. It keeps going. I stopped caring about it too, but I love the whole Pegasus arc. Classic Yu-Gi-Oh. Isn't Pegasus like 27? Isn't like the whole point? Isn't the whole point? Isn't like the weird part of the show is he's the adult. He's like twenty seven, and everyone like you. He's like a thirteen year old. He's way old. He's got gray hair. I'm looking it up right now. I think he looks like forty four. There's no way he's twenty (laughs) seven. He's 24 years old. Maximilian Pegasus. No, he's not. Known as Pegasus J Crawford is. 
24 years old. That's ridiculous. Read it and and weep. What's he got silver hair for? Because he is a businessman. (laughs) He's an important businessman named Maximilian Pegasus, and that's why. Okay, guys, so so now we know what the bar is. What the bar is. So back to Toradora, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) We will have our Yu-Gi-Oh time. I'm actually really mad that Pegasus was more successful than me at 24 years old. But only by a little bit. Was he? His favorite food Success is wine and Gorgonzola cheese. Conquering the Shadow Realm. <laughs> His least favorite food is cuttlefish and squid. Bark. Same. Yeah. I hate Same. that, dude. Ew. Did? Hate that, dad. <laughs> did I really sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> did I sound like that? <laughs> Do I need to leave? <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> I feel like that's what I sound like, though. Did uh, I'm always like, yeah, dude. Yeah, I did. I had another question yeah. about Maximilian Pegasus. Definitely not about Maximilian. Pegasus. How do we even get onto this? It's less of a question and more of um, what I love about this show, which I've said a million times. Taiga started. I love how like the the relationship between Taiga and Ryuji started in the classroom, and at the very end of the show, Ryuji knew her so well. To where to look for her, mm-hmm. which was in the locker, because she's that small, guys. And I thought that was like kind of like the perfect moment, Ryuji knowing Taiga. I know it's kind of like a really like not cool moment, but I was like, that's really special when you know someone and you know where they're gonna be and you know why they're gonna be there. So this is something the show does really well is like bringing things like metaphors in from the first episode to the last episode. Mm -hmm. So it starts out, I don't know if it's like the very beginning shot or whatever, but it shows the two birds sitting on the power line. Yeah. Insinuating love birds. In the very first episode, after he has met Tyga, he walks back into the room to get his bag. That's Mm -hmm. when she fights him. But she rolls out of that same locker in the very first episode. Yeah. Just like she's in it in the very last episode. The very last episode also shows the two birds. And does that same quote in the very beginning where it's like, there's something that can't be seen that no one has found or whatever. And I forget. what. And then you started crying. Yeah, it gets to you. It's actually kind of a dumb quote, I feel like. Yeah. But they play it again at the very end of the show and they played it at the very beginning. It's such, it's totally, it's good. Like, what's the word? Full circle moment. Yes. Full circle. That's it. That's two words. That's not one word. Parallelism. Maybe. Perpendicularness. (laughs) (laughs) It's parallelism it's and like metaphors. It's the and power of some, the cards. Some combination of that. heart of the cards. <laughs> Don't ever mess that up. <laughs> you need to sleep. Join us next time for our Yu Gi Oh episode. Wait, she just said the power of the cards. <laughs> Yu Gi Oh. I feel like that's a great ending point. <laughs> it's time to <laughs> turn off the podcast. <laughs>